The full episode is now available on Patreon and YouTube memberships. Please see the link in the description for more details. Uh, but speaking of space stuff, Mando. So episode two and three, have you, mm. you watched it? I'm, I'm assuming. I did. I did. I'm gonna be very honest with you. Um, like episodes one, two, and three, which is so far those are that have come out. Eh. See, season one and two had a better start than season three so far for me, at least. <sighs> eh. Like I'm, I'm waiting for it to get better. So the minute I saw the minute, the minute like <clears throat> we were like twenty, like episode three is its own thing. So I was like twenty minutes in to episode three, and I totally realized I was just like, this is not written by John Favreau. Like this is just not written by John Favreau. I can just totally. Wait, how tell. do you tell? You know, it's so because it was like the the plot was like. Completely like different, Andor. right? Like, it, like a normal Mando episode is is really empty, like fan service of Mando going to a planet with the little guy. Um, to, you know, there, there's some sort of like local problem, and then Mando has to like kill the monster or like you know kill the people, kill the, the 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 battalion of stormtroopers, and then get out of there, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's that's like a typical Mando episode. This. Meadow's hardly in it, and it's instead a story detailing ex-imperials being reintegrated into the uh, the New Republic, where and and the program is like completely suspicious, and and like the one character is getting getting roped is getting um, roped into exposing himself. Doctor Pershing. As, uh, yeah, as, as still, as still totally into the empire and you, you like question the morality of the system and the characters around you and, and, and that character and who's, who's good and whatever. And, and, um, and the bureaucracy, like the fact that it's about bureaucracy, like I, I texted Carmine and I was like, yeah, they slipped in an episode of Andor uh, in the middle of Mando. <laughs> you weren't the only person to say that to me. It's so weird. Like, yeah, now it's not nearly as good as Andor. Not nearly as good. No, like, not in the same universe. But it was still much more like Andor than it was like Mando. Like it was, it was really predictable. The whole thing. Um, I didn't think she was going to betray him. I thought she was still working for Moff Gideon because I, I don't think she's Moff Gideon's right hand, but she's like on his council or something or an officer. I was. Oh, I, was, I think she is. I think she's still working for Moff Gideon. I think she's like, st- but using people to endear herself to the Republic. Like I'm so I'm so good for the Republic. I'll I'll out these other people. I'm one of you until she rises. But she's totally. She's totally like evil and still working for Moff Gideon. That, that's what I was confused Absolutely. about. Is is uh, like I, I get that she was still evil, but what I was confused about is whether or not she was either trying to get Pershing's research to Gideon or punishing uh, or no, I'm sorry, punishing Pershing, punishing Pershing. It, it, it felt more at the very end like she was punishing him or keeping the secret safe, which is kind of redundant because you think the New Republic would have interrogated the hell out of Pershing to get all like the secrets of what he was doing for Gideon. So it would kind of be pointless uh, yeah. for her to kill him off. So it, it felt more like punishment. It didn't it didn't seem realistic to me that a a character that was as important as him would would fall into the bureaucracy so easily like he's getting dealt with by bureaucratic droids and 
you know, given jobs that where where middle managers are are passing by and giving him like random files to to delete and whatever. Like it just doesn't seem like that's how that character would be handled. You know, like, oh, you were dealing with cloning technology and and had a baby Yoda and all that like all sorts of stuff. Like that's pretty important stuff. Like unless the Empire unless the galaxy has a bazillion stories like that. And it's just crazy diverse <laughs> with like what what they're de- dealing with. That that he was thrown into the bureaucracy like that. Didn't some um, Nazi scientists get roped into like doing stuff for the American government, like under amnesty? Oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, definitely. Was was, definitely was that called paperclip? Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's no Operation Paperclip where he's like. Work, he's just giving a job at Burger King, and that's it. That's that's essentially what, what happened. Like and that's some, it. I just couldn't. I just couldn't believe that they would like pass over his psychological examination to a to like a droid that's worse than Chat GPT. You know? <laughs> like it's or that he was given so much freedom to begin with, based on what he did. Like there's so many things that were really not realistic about it. Like, um. You know, because because like at the end, like you see that they're they're giving him a lobotomy, and they only want to give him a slight lobotomy, and then she goes and gives him a heavy lobotomy. But like, if you're the type of organization that are giving lobotomies, you're not the type of organization that's going to be that's going to be um, nice enough to give people, you know, freedom of you know, on Coruscant to walk around. You know, it's just a lot of stuff just contradictory. Now, now, I think the episode was good. I think it was a really good episode for the most part for Mando because Mando is not very complicated. Like I liked the fact that there was at least some complexity to it, to a Mando episode, but you know, nothing about it really made sense. You know, like a character that important wouldn't be given so much freedom and he wouldn't be given, he wouldn't be thrown into the bureaucracy like that. And he wouldn't be put so close to another Moff Gideon care, like, um, person. And, I don't know. I saw oh my god, you also coming from that, That's such a good point that oh my god. We we made this so there's a clip for those of you who don't know. There's a clip that Preston and I have. I put it up on TikTok. It actually is 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 doing very well in views on TikTok. Um I, I also made a YouTube short. <laughs> we were discussing how you made a very good point when we were watching Kenobi. Like how the fuck does nobody know that this guy is on this planet. I and we were making the, the point that the empire is so filled with bureaucracy that at some point someone had to have reported Kenobi. It's just under a mountain of paperwork that nobody wants to get to. <laughs> and I feel as though the yeah, same exactly. thing is happening here. Like like it's under a mountain of paperwork that Pershing and Kane like work together on Gideon's ship, but nobody is nobody wants to get to the paperwork to sort it out. It's yeah. just whatever. So it's the same thing. Repeat. I actually had a different opinion about the episode. I thought it was very... I was hyped because, like, the first five minutes, whoa, tie interceptors, Bo-Katan, let's fucking go. And then, oh, oh. And then it gets hyped up back again in the last five minutes where they go to the Enclave. And that's that's how I felt about episode two as well. And one, kind of, you know? Like, hype. I'm sure the beginning and end were written by Jon Favreau, but also, like, because it was just a completely different style. But, like, come on, like... How how basic and dumb is the Mandalorian religion that, oh, you bathed in the water? I guess you're one of us now. Like, no, 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 no. Like, <laughs> you still have to, like, 
fundamentally believe the fundamental principles. It's like if you go to so the the in Islam um, or uh, you're 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 forgiven of all your sins if you um, do a do an Umrah or a Hajj or in Catholicism, you are forgiven of all your sins if you confess them to to uh, a priest. However, you still need to fucking believe in God, like in order to like, like be part of the religion, right? Like, <laughs> Bo-Katan doesn't accept or believe any of their tenets, so she she cannot be one of them. <laughs> like, oh, you bathed in your water? I guess you're one of us now because you haven't taken off your helmet. Like, really, like. That's the only aspect of your whole fucking religion is taking off your helmet. Like, that's it. Like, you don't have to believe in, in any sort of, like, weird, like, higher power. You don't have to, like, like take any vows or believe their sets of, 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 of you know, dogma. None of it. Like, nope, it's just you haven't taken off your helmet yet. Like, that's it. That's the only fucking thing that they believe in is the fucking helmet. Like, that's the, that's the most basic, dumb religion. Like, what do you believe in, man? Like, like, oh yeah, now I'm a follower of this, uh, of this, uh, this, this, uh, Mandalorian cult. Really? Like, so what's it about? Like, what do you, what, what do you, what's the fundamental beliefs? Well, we can't take off our helmet. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Okay. Is, is there anything else? Nope. Oh yeah. And if we do do something bad, we've got to bathe in some water. <laughs> like, that's it. Like, that's the end, like, that's the end, the beginning and the end of your religion is helmet. Is there like a reason behind it? Like, what's what's the what's the, what's the reasoning? Like, is that to honor a god? Like, I, I, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I just can't fucking take off the helmet. And if you haven't taken off your helmet, I guess you're part of the religion too. Like, I would love it. I would love it if their god is just one giant helmet. It's just it's just it's not even a person. It's just a giant fucking... helmet. <laughs> fucking Star Wars. Yeah, fucking Star Wars. Uh, no, it's just, like, the entire, like, the the first five minutes, last five minutes, hype, okay, let's go. Same with episode two. Episode two was weird. Cool, but weird. Like, a good chunk of the middle is Din Djarin getting his ass kicked, and then Baby Yoda crying back to Bo-Katan, and Bo-Katan is the Mandalorian this season. She is the Mandalorian. She's the only one that's been exciting me. Din Djarin's just doing tasks, Video game tasks. I didn't again. really understand. I didn't really understand the geography. Like, like, Bo-Katan's planet is in the same system as ruined Mandalore, and like, she never ever bothered, like, taking that short flight <laughs> over to check out the planet. But meanwhile, Mando is like, you know what? I'm going to check out the planet. Okay. Then he flies all the way to fucking Tatooine. <laughs> and then all the way fucking back. Like, what the fuck? Like, what? Why, why did he even fly to Tatooine? I don't... To get a droid to check <sighs> up if the place is poisonous enough, which Bo-Katan has a droid that could do that. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't... I don't... Yeah. <laughs> he had to go all the way to the Outer Rim to get a to get a droid. A droid. Unless, I mean, maybe Mandalore is, is... I guess if Boba Fett is... It's hanging out on Tatooine. It somewhat makes sense that Mandalore is near Tatooine. Mm, I don't think Bo- I don't think Boba Fett gives a fuck about Mandalore. I'm pretty sure he doesn't care that much. Yeah, you're right because he was it was really Jango Fett, mm-hmm. and 
Ah, uh, fuck. Ah, uh, fuck. Oh, well, you're right. <laughs> and the empire, the empire is heavily involved in in the whole idea is that Tatooine is kind of on the outer rim, kind of on the outskirts of the empire. Like the empire only has like loose influence on Tatooine. So, what did you think of episode two? We we spoke briefly about episode three. What did you think about episode two? <clears throat> kind of weird. Once again, it's it's like episode three where the middle is just we got like a cyborg thing and he's just exploring and and fighting these like weird. Uh, guys and and monster costumes which i appreciate i appreciate the effort um yeah i mean i I, yeah i suppose um i mean i was i was thoroughly entertained with episode two like i wanted to see the planet um i i thought it was you know cool exploring and, and and doing something a little bit different than a typical mando episode um but it did seem a little easy you know like it seemed a little easy that he was just able to go down and find the water. Um, like, to be just, fair, it's he, hard for me to he did get captured him. by a cyborg yeah. monster thing, which is never explained. So. <sighs> That's true. <laughs> however, however, I still find it hard to believe that in all of the time that that Mandalore has been destroyed like that, that no Mandalorians went back to check it out. Especially Bo-Katan, who lives in the same system. Yeah. You know, with a droid. You know, like, just just to go down and find relics and shit, man. Just, like, send down some droids, take some pictures, get some stat- get some statues or something. Check out that... Or that cult. Like, wouldn't they want to find out about the water? Like, you don't think in the in the... In the how long has it been? Has it been thirty years since the fall of since uh, Mandalore was was? Bombed? I feel like a couple like, decades. Not a in f- couple de- in that time there hasn't been a single other Mandalorian who like took off his helmet that was told like fuck dude you got you need to have forgiveness like no other Mandalorian fucked up. I'm gonna give I'm gonna like, give them the benefit of the doubt where the whole planet is trashed. It, it may not be a radioactive wasteland, yeah. but it is a wasteland. There's no nothing left there for anybody to build upon at all. So it may not be radioactive and poisoned, but it's still a wasteland nonetheless. I mean, you want to be king of the ashes? Cool, you'll still be king of the ashes. Uh, nothing else. I was just expecting like some sort of storms or like something that made it look like pretty They did have storms when he's like coming down. It's... It reminds me of like the uh how the planet yeah. looks like in the, in the third Matrix film where Neo goes up in the atmosphere and like he sees the sun for a bit, mm-hmm. but down below the storm clouds. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I know what, I know what you mean. So kind yeah but for the most part episode two was fine it was it was the bo katan so far this has been bo katan's story mando's just kind of in it yeah i mean they could have they could have first of all like him him exploring mandalore and eventually making it to the waters could have been several episodes really you think so have to be like Oh yeah, think of all of the different things and adventures he could find. Like all like the problems and monsters that he could he could um, run into on his quest. You know what? Absolutely. That makes me wonder. Instead, it's like this is your quest. Next episode done. <laughs> like that was easy. That makes me wonder what else they have in store yeah. for the entirety of the season. Because like actually, but at the same time, that makes me worry. So it makes me wonder because his quest is done. That was his whole thing in Book yeah. of Bo- in Book of Boba Fett, like in the middle, that he has to do this one thing, and he did it in the first two episodes. Done. Okay. 
Right. This is this is the, this is our problem. My problem with with Mando in general is how fast they move. Like, oh, I've got to find. You know, I give I give I give Grogu away. He's back. Like next episode. Like, come, you took off your helmet. You're you know you need to go on this big quest. Okay, done. Like, man, that was fast. Fucking fast. <laughs> you know, I, I think Andor has you spoiled us a little uh, bit because Andor was like complicated and there was more nuance to it. This is just simplistic. Oh my god, it was so fucking good. <laughs> this yeah. was just simplistic, and I, mean, I don't know. I like it. It. I mean. It, Every Mando episode feels like it's written by a fourteen-year-old. I don't know. <laughs> like, Stop. granted, it's got like it's it's you know it's beautiful sets and creative monsters and and, and stuff like that. But like, it all feels like it's written by a fourteen-year-old. Like, you know what? I wouldn't mind um, this. I know I'm gonna get some flack for this. I wouldn't mind if the Mandalorian shifted from Din Djarin to Bo-Katan because it's really starting to become mm. about her, and I'm okay with that. Mando's story is he found Baby Yoda, he got Baby Yoda to his, his clan, the clan you know, said you can go back to your guy, he got redeemed. What does he do next? Go back to bounty hunting? What is there left for him yeah, to yeah. do? Like The story is really with Bo-Katan now trying to reunite the Mandalorian people, and she saw the Mythosaur and for some reason didn't tell him? Oh, by the way, he, this asshole steps in this fucking pool. Yeah, that was really weird. Full did armor? you see anything down there? And wait, didn't she? Wait, did she ask him about the mythosaur? Or did he? No, she goes. Did you see anything down there while you were like sinking like a rock, like a like a like yeah, a boulder yeah. down there? And he goes, No, I didn't see anything. She's all right, cool. I don't know why she's keeping that to herself. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's really weird. And all her, I'm sure, like next episode, she's gonna reveal it, and it's not gonna be a problem. And for some <laughs> reason, like, the Empire no... is after her. For some reason, I okay. And all her, yeah, I don't. All yeah, her don't sidekicks why, yeah. left her because she didn't have. Because she had like that one, that one woman who was like her sidekick and seemed like her best friend, mm-hmm. and fought with her. Yeah, yeah. And now she's gone because what? You don't have the dark saber, right. really? It matters that much? Okay. I... She... She's just hanging out in her castle in her armor. You you, you didn't have chilling. you didn't care before that Bo didn't have the dark saber, but now you really care, so you leave. Okay, cool. Yeah, so. <laughs> <sighs> see now you're not see now that we get into like the nitpicking mode, we're like, oh man, nothing about Mando makes any sense. It's a, the, the, the these three episodes have been okay. It, it's not what I expected, but at the same time, you're right. Yeah. This is a very simplistic story, and we're coming off the heels of Andor, where Andor had like nuance and story and character development and blah, 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 yeah, yeah. and this is just about a guy with a green thing, and that's it. Most of their stories are done, so it really should shift to Bo-Katan. The story should really just follow Katie Sackhoff, who I would imagine is much cheaper yeah. to hire than Pedro Pascal, who's on fire right now everywhere. So, Oh, I mean, but they got him. They got, probably got some contract. We'll see, you know, where he's. <laughs> they got him this season at least before they gotta. They gotta pay more little chunk change, you know. I, I would be change. completely okay moving this Katie Sack off. She is so fucking beautiful, guy. And the fact that she's gonna keep her helmet on. Thanks, guys. Thanks, assholes. I am. I am surprised that you've never seen her in in Battlestar. No, I haven't. Um, Battlestar was on Sci-Fi, yeah. and I, I didn't really, I didn't really fuck with the Sci-Fi Channel that much back in the day. Back when I did have cable, I didn't really go on Sci-Fi. Only when they like showed Tremors. I, I always loved the Tremor movies. Katie Sackoff. Let me look her up. Fire. Uh, you, you said Battlestar. 
Yeah, Battlestar Galactica. Why, why did I think Firefly for a minute there? Um, whoa, she looks vastly different. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Well, keep in mind, this is like, it's getting to the point where like Battlestar is like 20 years ago now. How, how long ago was Battlestar Galactica? Oh, I almost don't even want to know. I know. <laughs> right? Like how... How, uh, I may have seen her in some promotional material for Battlestar. No, okay. Battlestar was 2004 to 2009, so it was uh, 14 years ago. Yeah, I, I, um, I probably did see her. She was Whenever I did see anything Battlestar in like promotions and commercials, there was always like a really hot, skinny blonde, and I'm assuming that was her. No, there was a different one. Oh. So there, there's a... They, um, so Battlestar... <clears throat> By the way, like this is this is the funny thing about Battlestar. Like, um, Star. So in the original Battlestar Galactica, the one from the late seventies, um, Starbuck and Apollo are two men, and so when they rebooted um, Battlestar Galactica, they uh, gender swapped Starbuck, and of course, like at the time, everybody's like, "Why did they have to do this?" And then like. The series happened and, and Katie Sackhoff is just so incredibly good in her role that people shut the fuck up immediately. And they're like, oh, never mind. She's like the best <laughs> character ever. Um, and then they made the Cylons from a bunch of like awkward robots into like sexy um, hot people and stuff like that. Like they, they could all mimic humans like down to cellular level. You can't like tell. Um, and that kind of stuff. So, so the um, the the sort of like normal hot blonde is like this one that's constantly seducing this guy named Balder, and uh, Katie Sackhoff is like the hotshot pilot who um, and uh, and stuff like that. So it's it was a it was a really great series until it wasn't. <laughs> and then it was a, and then it just destroyed itself. It destroyed itself. It's too bad. Good on her. I'm, I'm glad she's consistently getting work. She was on Nip Tuck. I, I've seen all of Nip Tuck. Oh, nice. She was on Nip Tuck, Workaholics. Oh, nice. Longmire. Oh, shit. Nice, nice. Good on her. I'm, I like Katie Sackhoff. I, I, I'm legit. Petition. Katie Sackhoff should be the Mandalorian. We should. It should be like one of those uh, anthology series. I know my love of anthologies, where the Mandalorian is like the new, the new. Every season, it's the, the new the Mandalorian. I'd be cool with that. They follow a di- they follow a different Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, they'll never do that because Baby Yoda. There's no reason for Baby Yoda to be with with Bo Katan's character. Yeah, I mean, but you know, Baby Yoda could be transferred. There could be some plot shifting plot. But they could have done. You're right that they could have done like each season is something like the first season is is Jin and then it's Boba Fett and then it goes to Bo Katan or something and they just keep moving to a different Mandalorian. There you go. That would have been an inter- interesting thing. Yeah. God damn it. Oh well. Oh well. Uh, yeah, so far, first three episodes, they're okay. What did you think? The first three episodes, meh, meh. It's fine. I, th- I think, I think, um, I was, I thought the first episode was the worst. I thought it was fairly forgettable. Second one is I was fairly entertained with the, with the adventure into the mines. I just felt that, man, it was just too easy and you went too fast. Like, why are you rushing this shit? Like, stretch this out. Let us breathe. Like, let us, let us explore the world. Um, I don't know why they need to to uh, to go you know straight into into resolving every single plot and answering every mystery. And then the third third episode, 
third episode was um I thought the third episode was the strongest one. Um and it was interesting. Just, you know, in 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 the sense that it's kind of like an Andor episode that but now that we're talking about it, it doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> the episode makes no sense at all. But I still think it was the best one of the season. <laughs> did you did you get any like sexual tension between the the so who 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 is the the episode about? Uh, I'm I'm forgetting these names because it's, it's uh, a do- name. Doctor Pershing, who for some reason has glasses in a f- galaxy far far away, where I'm assuming they'd wipe away yeah, sure, all the yeah. eye problems. And uh, Elia Kane, the um, mm, Elia, right? So I didn't get did any. You fi- did you find like? Did you find like? Did you find that she was like trying to use like there there was a bit like. Uh, I don't know, like almost seductive, sexual seductive kind of aspect to her, her, her like character with the doctor. I, I, I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe I. I just thought it was kind of interesting because she's such an androgynous character, right? You know? Right. I didn't want to that say that she uh, didn't swing that way. The a- the actress herself, the actual woman, does not swing that way. So, like, it didn't. F- to me, it just felt like she was being very friendly, and Doctor Pershing was very shy and very closed off, and you know, not very sociable. Yeah. And she was just trying to get him to open up. So I didn't get the feeling at all. So okay. Did you? Did you get that feeling? I don't know. I guess I thought it was a little bit. There's something weird inside, you know. But I don't know. Maybe it's because they were like going on a date and stuff like that. And um, but maybe I was. Maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe I'm reading into it. <laughs> it's just maybe the... it's TV, and I'm just like everybody on screen is just having sex. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Preston, do you mind if you wrap it up here? Sounds good, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one.